Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. It's not quite game over, but, well, just about. There's a minute to go in Montreal with the Alouettes leading the Tiger Cats 17-13. And on a third and long, the Tiger Cats special teams unit and the Owls special teamers both out on the field. We're live for 90 minutes tonight, 10.30 until midnight, as the Owls are in punt formation, leading this game by four. Can Brandon Banks do it again? Is this his time to shine? Earlier in this game, he had a 110-yard kickoff return for touchdown called back by penalty. Unbelievable, I know. Penalties are going to be one of the things that we're going to toss around tonight. And we might also be talking about a Tiger Cats loss tonight at Percival Molson Stadium. Nothing new on that front. Because they have not grabbed a W at that venue in 13 years. But with less than a minute to go, the Tiger Cats... And more importantly, Brandon Banks has an opportunity to give the Cats a victory. Tie Cats coming into this game, 1-1, one and one, Montreal 1-2. One and two. And with Banks bringing back the punt, he will be tackled. And so with 40 seconds to go in this ballgame, the Tiger Cats are going to have to muster up some kind of miraculous comeback. It has not been a game that you'd write home about. Not even close. The Tiger Cats offense has stumbled and bumbled. There have been a raft of penalties on both sides of the ball. More so on Hamilton's side and at some crucial moments. Turnovers have been a huge factor as well. As it stands now, Tiger Cats... Trailing the Alouettes 17-13, 40 seconds to go. Hamilton is deep in their own end and trying to mount a comeback. And Terrence Tolliver with a big catch into Al's territory with 30 seconds to go out of bounds. So it ain't over till it's over. Now, the only downside is that the Ticats do need a touchdown to win this ballgame. They cannot force overtime with a field goal obviously being down by four points we'll have our game recap when the final gun sounds or actually they don't do the gun anymore i don't think i think it's just the whistle now we'll have our player of the game and our fifth quarter fan of the night 25 seconds to go cats down by four in montreal looking at a second and ten Got some thoughts on player of the game. Lover stats pack as well here in the fifth quarter. And one guy that I have been impressed with, and I wasn't wasn't ultra impressed with his with his first couple of outings. His first one was good. His second one not so good. That's Raheem Cato. I'm sure he'll get some votes tonight for player of the game. 23 seconds to go, and on second and 10, Ticats with another first down, but a fumble 
The Owls will recover, and Montreal is going to win this ball game 17-13. Oh, my. Another turnover, this time by Terrence Tolliver, deep into Montreal territory, and the Tiger Cats are 1-2. and two. The Owls, 2-2. Two and two. This was a ball game that Hamilton's offense, up until maybe the last drive, really, didn't really do much. Came into this ballgame talking about how the offense looked absolutely unstoppable in Winnipeg against the Blue Bombers. Looked incredible against the Stamps, save for some red zone ineptitude and for a pick six that Keon Raymond took back for a touchdown in game number one. Other than that, this Ticats offense looked good until tonight. Was it the bye week? Was it because they simply don't have a running back that can chew up yards? Listen, Ray Holly got his first CFL touchdown tonight, but he is not the answer. Not the answer in the backfield. Then again, if you only give them the ball six times, how can he be the answer? Final score, Alouette 17 Tiger Cats, 13. So let's give you the rundown of what happened tonight. By the way, lines are open at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin at am900chml. Couple minutes into the ball game, Boris Sabidi with a 59-yard punt single to give the Owls a 1-0 lead. Chip Cox then intercepted Zach Caleros at midfield, Cox's first INT of the 2015 campaign. And Montreal capitalized with 42 seconds to go as BD hit a 22-yard field goal. So Montreal, after one quarter of play, leading Hamilton 4-0, three points off that turnover. Second quarter, about three minutes in, Ray Holly scoring on a three-yard touchdown run, his first career CFL TD. Congrats to Ray. That gave the Ticats a 7-4 lead. Another interception, though, from Zach Caleros. This time picked off by Jonathan Hefney. Didn't turn into any points. That's because the Tiger Cats' D-line was absolutely stout, stopping the Owls three times on first and goal from the one-yard line. Rakeem Cato tried a QB sneak. He was stuffed. Brandon Bridge tried a QB keeper twice. He was stuffed. A few minutes later, though, BD added a 42-yard field goal to tie the game at 7. Just before the first half came to an end, Justin Medlock nailed a 53-yard field goal to give the Cats a 10-7 lead going into the locker room. Coming out of the half, Brandon Banks, again, a 110-yard kickoff return for a touchdown, but it was snatched away by a penalty flag. A couple of plays later, scary moment as Zach Caleros went down while being tackled, hit his head, hit his neck area. He did return just a few plays later, though. But only to watch as Rakeem Kiddo found S.J. Green with a dazzling 20-yard touchdown throw and catch. The Owls with a 14-10 lead, and they would never look back. 
Justin Medlock cut that lead to 14-13 early on in the fourth with a 37-yard field goal. Medlock has started the season making his first seven field goal tries. But Beatty from 27 yards gave the Owls a 17-13 lead. And then Terrence Tolliver, as the, as the Cats were driving late in the game to try and get the victory, makes a catch deep into Montreal territory, but then fumbles. Owls take over, and the game is over. Your impressions of tonight's game. Your thoughts. Was this an underwhelming performance by the Hamilton Tiger Cats? Want to get your player of the game, and remember, it can be an Alouette, and I'm guessing it will be an Alouette tonight. Also, we'll name our fifth quarter fan of the night when all is said and done when we say goodbye at midnight tonight. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Play along on Twitter at Rick Samprin or at AM900CHML. Bruce is first on the air. Bruce, how are you? I've been better. Yeah, me too. Yeah, no Oski wee-wee tonight. But, uh, you know, let's face it. You know, we uh, we kicked butt last week. We lost by a last play of the game the first week. And we could have had this if we wanted to. You know, that that one drop in the end zone at uh, the fourth quarter. I forget who dropped it. You remember, Rick? Yeah, but, uh, I really didn't get the sense that the Ticats were at all in this game. No, I mean, even but, though they led for you know a large portion of it, they they just didn't have that it factor tonight. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you there, and uh, I'll cut it short. And I'm not, I'll never go for an Alouette's player of the game. Okay, so who do you uh, got? I'm gonna pick Brandon Banks, even though that was called back. Okay. You know, I, I feel bad for him. You know, that's like how many times has this guy got to run the ball back for the team? <laughs> and they mess it up with a dumb butt penalty. Well, didn't Gizmo Williams have as many um, touchdowns, special teams touchdowns called back than he scored, or actually more, I think? Yeah, you'd have more facts on that than I recall. But, um, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that's correct. But, yeah. hey, thanks for the call, Bruce. All right, Rick, you have a great weekend, and thanks again for the fifth quarter, buddy. You got it. Take All care. Right. I'm pretty sure I have that right. Gizmo Williams had more touchdowns called back on special teams, punt and kickoff returns, and he actually scored. I, I don't know the exact number, but um, that 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 that's a factual statement. I've heard that before. I've read that before. I just don't know the numbers. Nine zero five six four five three two two one, star nine nine hundred on your cell phone. Those are the numbers to get in touch with me and express your thoughts on this seventeen thirteen Tiger Cats loss tonight. Randy's on the line. Randy, good evening. Hi, good evening, Rick. Pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Yes, uh, my thoughts on the game tonight were uh, generally that uh, the offense was a little bit off. Claros had a few uh, interceptions, and and uh, defense played well. But the two penalties concern me, and that is uh, that kickoff return. This was a very minimal call. It looked like he just brushed by. Yeah. That's why they called the penalty. It was very iffy, I think, on that first one. It was well. It was way more iffier than the Taylor Reed one from the Grey Cup. That's for sure. Definitely. And the second one was when that. Well, I think the second thing, rather rather than a penalty, was when that ball came out and they did. Uh, and Taylor Reed was holding up the uh, Montreal players' legs up, so he, the knees couldn't have been down, and the ball clearly came out. Yet they didn't give the Cats the ball. This is on the Terrell Senton fumble. That's correct. Yeah, yes. just before the three-minute warning. Yeah, that was puzzling too. I thought for sure that was a fumble as well. Yeah, uh, Tolliver. Uh, well. 
he uh, fell down when he caught the ball. Otherwise, he could have been gone at the end of the game. He fell down, and then the next play, he fumbled. That's what did it in. But yeah. overall, I think the, the problems tonight were really offense. Defense was fantastic, and, then, of course, Banks was fantastic. So who gets your player of the game? Are you going with Banks as well? Uh, actually, he was fantastic, but you know what? He didn't carry the ball that much. So, actually, I'm going to go with Ray Hawley tonight because I think he did a really admirable job tonight, Ray Hawley. Okay. Sounds good. Scored his first uh, CFL touchdown. Randy, thanks for the call. Okay, you're welcome. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can call in, you can email, you can tweet with your player of the game suggestion. Got a vote for Brandon Banks, a vote for Ray Holly. In my opinion, neither of those guys deserve to be player of the game. Just didn't do enough. There's a Montreal Alouette tonight that I would wholeheartedly name player of the game tonight for what he accomplished. What do you think? 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin at am900chml. Darcy's on the line. Darcy, good evening. Hey, Rick. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How about you? Uh, I still miss your broadcasting. Uh, it's, uh, like I said, uh, you and Coach Sal were good together. And, uh, Thanks, man. Anyway, <laughs> I, I wish you guys were still on, but uh, yeah, the game tonight, uh, back number 80 there, uh, it's peewee football, man. You got three, you're going into the crowd, either get down, because the time's running out. I know he's trying to get more yards, or if you watch, he's holding the ball like a, an ice cream cake there. You put two hands on the ball when you get into a crowd like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, you got to protect it. In that instance, you got to protect it. You, you know you're close to the red zone. I think it was in the red zone, actually. Um, you got to hang on. You got to give your chance, your team a chance to win the ball game. Yeah, like if if you see the replay and you see him, he's holding the ball like a cannon, like uh, way anywhere. You, you could tell it's going to be stripped, but um, that's not, that's probably one of the well, that's a big reason we could could have won the game. But uh, I think we lost the game too because of uh, um, the inefficiency on the of the offense. Zach's got to. I know he's learning but he's got to learn to get rid of that ball uh have a little bit more sense of urgency uh getting rid of that ball quicker and uh, uh making his reads quicker um i don't know tonight he wasn't on his game at all i don't think scleros was on his game tonight there, there uh, were too many instances for me where he was whether he was scrambling for his life or he saw something and scrambled to one of the sidelines there was just too much of that tonight yeah and also he he has. Um, I'm not putting him down. He's a good quarterback, but he has an average arm at best. I'd say he he doesn't have the arm strength to throw that ball to the wide side of the field where his two picks were tonight. Um, that that's asking too much for him, I think. And uh, I think um, he just doesn't have the arm strength to get it there. And, and uh, with regards to the penalties tonight. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Kim Murphy and their crew there, they had a field day tonight uh, with procedure calls. Uh, Pete Dyakowski, I don't know what he had for dinner tonight, but he had like three procedure calls against him. Like, he's a veteran. I don't know if they were legitimate penalties or – I've never seen that one from Pete Dyakowski, have you? No, not from Pete. Not not from many CFL offensive linemen, really. Not that many in one game. You mentioned the penalties, and that that's a real... And it's going to be a sticky point for at least the first half of the year, I think. But a lot of these penalties weren't necessarily 
because of the new rules. We didn't see a lot of pass interference penalties tonight. They were just dumb penalties. The, the Cats took 16 penalties for 112 yards, so they basically gave a whole field to Montreal. Montreal wasn't really that much better. They took 13 penalties for 100 yards. No, that, 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 that's just insane, but uh, I, I think they need to use the screens more. I know, I know that, um, I don't know if Zach has thrown that, like, I know screen passes are an art. You have to take a couple steps back and, and get that ball over the head. And even that last pick he threw, I don't know who he was throwing it to, but he was going down the middle of the field, and I didn't see, I, I don't know who he was throwing that ball to, that tip ball when it got picked off. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I don't, I don't mean to bash on Zach, but I, I honestly don't know who he was throwing that ball to. And um, Holly, he's a hell of a running back. Uh, do, do I, I just have a question. Do you know why, why wasn't Adrian Tracy playing tonight? He was a, a healthy scratch or one of the inactives. I'm not sure if he had a late injury or what. We haven't received word, but uh, Sam Scott got the, uh, got the call instead of Adrian Tracy, who's been really impressive when he's been on the field. Yeah, I, I, I really shake my head. I, I don't understand that at all. Adrian Tracy is uh he brings the heat, he brings the pressure, he's the real deal and uh I don't know what the hell the call is there, if it was a ratio call or but they, they uh No, it wouldn't have been a ratio call because Scott is an American as well. Well I think he's a hell of a better player than Scott and he he deserves to be playing. Um I think they need to put him in the lineup starting and um because I, I like we're, we have a lot of injuries and we cannot afford any more injuries. Like Johnny Sears, uh, Courtney Steven, like it's on and on and on. Like uh, we we need Hamilton needs to get healthy, and guys like Adrian Tracy who are healthy, they they need to be in the bloody lineup. I agree. No argument here. Who's your player of the game, Darcy? I'd say Ray Ray Holly. I like the kid. He's got a lot of heart. He's uh, he's a player. He he, he, play, he, he gives a hundred percent every play, and he's a he's a Hamilton uh, definitely a Hamilton Tiger Cat player. All right, thanks for the call, Darcy. Nine zero five six four five three two two one star nine nine hundred on your cell phone. Ray Holly with two votes for player of the game. He had six carries for forty seven yards tonight. Five catches for thirty five yards. Also scored his first CFL touchdown. Darcy mentioned. Uh, a bunch of points, ineffective offense, penalties, certainly a factor tonight. I'm going I'm to give you my player of the game. This is who I think should be the player of the game. Rakeem Cato, I think, should be the player of the game tonight. 23 of 34, not spectacular, but he made a lot of plays when they had to be made. 264 yards, threw for a touchdown, ran four times uh, for 30 yards. He was a leading rusher on the Montreal Alouettes. And more importantly, you know, when you look at a guy who's making his CFL debut week after week after week, not in terms of playing his first game, but this being his rookie season and still learning the league, didn't turn the ball over, didn't make many mistakes, had a great throw to S.J. Green, uh, I'm giving my vote to uh, to Rakeem Kiddo. So he's got one, Brandon Banks with one, Ray Hawley with two. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter at am900chml at ricksamprin. When we come back, more of your calls, including Robert, who's on the line. Stay there. We'll be right at you. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on am900chml. Fifth quarter on AM900CHML. It's brought to you by Wizens Law. Tiger Cats falling to the Alouettes tonight, 17 
to 13. And with the loss, the Ticats not only continue their feeble record at Percival Molson Stadium, they haven't won a game there since 2002. Not only that, the Ticats fall to 1-2. and two, And ladies and gentlemen, Hamilton is in last place in the East Division. All alone with just two points. Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, all with four. Where have we seen that before? Wasn't that the case last year at this time? Weren't we in the same exact position? So that means we're going to the Grey Cup again, right? It should. <laughs> if you want to uh, chime in with your player of the game, we've got to vote for Rakeem Cato. That is for me. Uh, Brandon Banks' vote. Ray Holly has a couple of votes. We'll tabulate the votes. Name our player of the game towards the end of the show. Just before midnight, we will also name our uh, fifth quarter fan of the night. So come in guns a-blazing. If you have a good call or a good email or a good tweet, you can be the fan of the night. Robert's on the line. Good evening, Robert. How are you? Pretty good, Rick. How are you? I'm good. Good. The worst thing that happened to the Cats is having a break. <laughs> yeah, the bye week kind of killed them. Oh, brutal. Brutal, brutal. Anyways, a couple of things. I've never seen Dyakowski get called for so many legal procedures and offsides. That was insane. He had four of them tonight. It's unbelievable. I mean, he's supposed to be the smartest guy in Canada. He doesn't know the account, the, <laughs> the snap count. Doesn't know the rules. Yeah. Come on, guys. Come on. Wake up. Smell you. You know, shake your heads. You know. And Zach, he looked like he was very terrible tonight. He just he threw an interception. The guy was standing right in front of our guy. I mean, you know that's. It's brutal. And one thing about um, Ken Austin, too, I, why you knew what the Montreal was doing. They're keeping the ball away from Banks. Why would you not have another guy back there like Singfield or, or somebody to, to kind of, you know, so they couldn't force the ball to, you know, away from Banks, you know? Yeah. Give us a, give us a chance, you know? But um, it was just um, just wasn't their day. And it was, uh, they were out to let Come on, guys. You got banks back there. When are we going to learn? Don't if you see a guy's numbers, don't hit them. Don't touch them. Don't go even go near them. Don't give the referees a chance to throw a flag. Yeah, what was Bakari Grant thinking? You're referring to the 110 yard kickoff yeah. return for touchdown, and I, I I thought that those are one of the you know some of the many penalties really in a, in a ball game that may or may not be called. And, oh, yeah. and in that instance, it was called and really changed the complexion, certainly, of the game. Oh, for sure, because, I mean, it's, you know, it could turn the whole morale of the game, uh, the game around to the Ticats. And, I mean, you just don't do things like that. I mean, you, just, you, you could see he was going to go by him. Why did you even touch him, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't, give you, don't put, make, put the, the ball in the, refer, in the referee's hand just to, to call a penalty there. I mean, just, you just don't do it. I mean, and, and when you... You get inside the 20-yard line, for God's sakes, put two hands on the ball. You know, you know they're coming after you. Yeah, you can't turn it over there. You, you can't. You, you just can't do things like that. I mean, but it's sure going to be nice to have Gable back and, and Tasker back. And I mean, Holly did a great job, but we sure missed Gable on those little screen passes and stuff to take us out of, out of uh, deep in our zone, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, Robert, do you have a uh, player of the game tonight? Yeah, I, it's got to be Fred Stamps. I mean, he sure okay. would look nice in a Hamilton uniform, but <laughs> yeah, 
He had a strong game tonight. He, he was over 100 oh. uh, yards receiving. He had a great catch early on in the ball game to yeah. set up that first and goal, which the Owls couldn't convert. But uh, Fred Stamps, pretty good addition to this Montreal team. Oh, for sure. Between him and Nick Lewis and S.J. Green, I mean, who needs Richardson? I mean, Yeah. Thanks for the call, Robert. Okay. Thanks, Rick. You can join uh, the fifth quarter parade here on AM 900 CHML. Call us up at 905-645-3221. That's 645-3221. Uh, or star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin or at AM 900 CHML. An email from Anthony. Rick, we have a resemblance of a running game finally and then wow turnovers and penalties don't win you many games player of the game holly so anthony going with ray holly as well got three votes now for ray holly on email at rick samprin uh, bruce writes in he had predicted earlier on in the ball game a tiger cats victory i think his score prediction was 25 15 uh, didn't really turn out that way. But he writes, well, that's one blown prediction for this week. Let's see how I do for the other three. I think turnovers made the difference in this game. Pardon me for sounding like a stock record, I think. But for those, and went on to say about uh, you know the penalties being obviously a factor. And you know they were to a point, obviously. You know The, the turnovers were 4-1. to one. You know, you kind of toss out the fumble at the end, even though that was a major part of the game because the Ticats, if they retained possession, stole a chance to win. But Montreal didn't score any points off those turnovers. They had a turnover on downs, didn't score any points off that. Had an interception by Jonathan Hefney, which did not translate to any points. Had an interception by Chip Cox, which translated into three points. When you look at the ball game, 17-13, those three points off turnovers, I mean any points off turnovers is big. And uh, Hamilton with the one turnover on downs, that goal line stuff, but uh, could not convert that into points. What do you make of this Ticats team after week four? They're one and two, losing to Calgary on a last-second field goal, absolutely bombing the Bombers 52-26 a couple of weeks ago, went on the bye week feeling great, coming off the bye and losing in Montreal 17-13 to tonight. And who's your player of the game? 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. Tweet from Jen. It looked promising at the beginning, but the offense isn't on track yet. I hope they get it together soon. The, the offense certainly wasn't on track tonight. But they were on track in Winnipeg. So much so that they scored the bulk of the 52 points. Did the bye week kill them? Again, CFL teams last year were 12-6 and six after the bye. The Tiger Cats were 1-1 one and one after the bye week. So kind of falling into that same scenario, coming off the bye and really fell flat again. There's always that worry. There's there's two trains of thought coming off a bye. A, you're well-rested, you're well-prepared, you know the game plan, you're fresh, hungry to continue the momentum you had in your last game. The other train of thought is, 
you've been off for a week, you're kind of rusty, there's the potential to come out flat, and that's what happened really tonight. The Ticats did not connect the dots tonight. They did not at all fire on any of their cylinders. Had some good plays here and there, but as a whole, the offense really sputtered tonight. Defense played good. Special teams was okay. Medlock was good, of course. Banks, aside from that touchdown negated by a penalty, was really limited to what he could do. But all in all, this Ticats team losing a game that they really should have won. You know, these, these are the types of games that if you want to clinch a playoff spot earlier than the last game of the season, these are the times, uh, the types of games that they have to win. These are the teams they have to beat. An interdivision team with, let's face it, a fourth-string quarterback just beat the Hamilton Tiger Cats. What do you think of that? 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We're live until midnight tonight, taking your calls, your tweets, your emails. This is the fifth quarter, brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. Ticats going down to defeat tonight, losing 17-13 in Montreal in a stadium they have not won since 2002. How does that happen? Well, it has happened, and it happened time and time and time again for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Now in last place in the CFL's East Division with a record of 1-2 and two as they continue this four-game season-opening road trip on July 26th in Saskatchewan. The Rough Riders, by the way, 0-3 heading into their game against BC. That one being played in Regina tomorrow night. That's the late game tomorrow night. Edmonton in Ottawa, the early game. Week 4 will conclude in Calgary on Saturday evening as the Stamps host the Blue Bombers. Matchup of two first-place teams in the West Division. But tonight, the Ticats really did not strut their stuff on offense. Falling by four points to the Alouettes. Naming our player of the game tonight, so far, Ray Hawley with the lead. You can chime in with your vote and your thoughts on tonight's football game by calling 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin at am900chml. We'll also name our fifth quarter fan of the nights. Call in, email, tweet. You can be up for fan of the night. No prize, just bragging rights. You can go to work tomorrow. Say, hey, I was the fifth quarter fan of the night last night. Ed writes on email, rick at 900chml.com. Hi, Rick. It's great to see the steel curtain hold the line, but the lack of killer instincts by the offense is discouraging. Stupid penalties took away Speedy B's TD and lost us the game. Caleros cannot carry this team by just throwing the ball. They need a running game, a serious running game. And Caleros is such a nice guy, but this team needs to be a little meaner. They lack a killer instinct or a winning attitude. Austin is a smart coach, but he seems to be very blind about the need to have across-the-board strength. A running game is uh, to confuse and keep the opposition honest. This is a good team capable of being Eastern champions again, but they can be more. They can be dominant. But like the psychiatrist joke about 
How many does it take to change a light bulb? The answer is they have to want to be dominant. My vote for player of the game, the defense, and their goal line stand. Best part of the game. Actually, an enjoyable game, but I would have liked the win better. Next time, all the best. Ed, go Cats go. So he's given the defense or the defensive line the player of the game. Good choice. I thought some voters would go with Ted Laurent. He's been a force in that middle again. East All-Star last year. Ted Laurent was a monster 2014. Alan on email. Hey, Rick, it's Alan from Whitby. That bye week made us too relaxed out there tonight. We didn't have that fire to win like we did when we played Winnipeg. I hope I see a better game come next week. Everyone has won two games in the East except us. Not worried, though. We will get back in there. Kent Austin will get them back into it. Allen. Discouraging. The word discouraging comes to mind. And frustrated, obviously, with what we saw a couple of weeks ago in Winnipeg, how this team was just playing so well in all three facets of the game. They they absolutely dominated the Blue Bombers. And then a week later, Winnipeg beats Montreal 25-23. So I'm thinking most fans are probably thinking, you know, the Ticats are going to take care of business in Montreal, given what's happened over the last couple of weeks. Whether it was the bye week, whether it was penalties, whether it was the penalty call on the Brandon Banks kickoff return for a touchdown, the lack of offensive production, all those things played a big factor in the Ticats not getting the two points tonight. Alberts on Twitter, at Rick Zamprin. On the plus side, the Ticats' two losses have only been by a total of five points, but they were still losses. Very much correct. A loss is a loss is a loss, whether it's by two, by five, or by 20. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on tonight's ball game, your player of the game, rick at 900chml.com. We're live until midnight tonight. You can also uh, tweet your thoughts at Rick Samprin or at AM900CHML. Tommy's on the phone. Tommy, Hi, how, are how are you? How are you? Hey, thanks for calling. Long time no uh, no talk. I know, yeah. Yeah, disappointed in the game, yeah. But mm-hmm. I think, well, I think, for, I'll give you my part of the game earlier. I, I, I'm going to go, well, I can't really give anybody on offense, but other than the running back, but I'm going to go with the defense. Going to go, I would like to go to go with the defensive line. Okay. They played spectacular. Yeah, they were good. They, they were the reason why we had a chance to win. It's just that our offense and turnovers at the wrong time cost us a game. But, uh, but I think my major concern for this team right now is is the dumb penalties. Yeah, that, that it, killed them tonight. That killed them. And, and it's just once they get once they get all healthy, get all the tasks back. Apparently, what I heard from my buddy today, he told me we're supposed to get four players back next game. So once we get those guys back, I think this team will be a threat in the East and be a top team. But I like some of these backup guys that we got. They they have some Underwood and some of these other guys that are pretty good. I'm impressed with them. Yeah, but they're 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 young. They're going to be pretty good for down the road. 
I think so, too. Thanks for the call, Tommy. Take care. You, too. Another vote for the defense or defensive line for tonight's player of the game. We can pluralize that. Players of the game. Tommy mentioned that he's heard that four players are going to be back next week. Wait. We haven't received official word on why Nick Grigsby was released. Basically, Ken Austin said earlier in the week that um, they like what they see from the other guys. Ray Hawley, Michael Ford, obviously. But I think, reading between the lines, guesstimating that C.J. Gable is very close to returning and probably will return, if not against Saskatchewan, certainly against the Argos, in game number one at home. So you got to think he's close. Luke Tasker is close. Courtney Stephen might be on the bubble. Rico Murray. I mean, those are those are four kind of impact players. Four starters, for sure. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Steve in Penticton, B.C. has emailed once again. Great show as always, Rick. Thought our cats looked flat. Never liked the early bye week for the cats when I saw it come out on the season schedule. And sure enough, the bye did not help our guys. Too many penalties. Thought Zach was not sharp at all. But I'm going to blame this bad outing as a bye week blues. And look for our guys to redeem themselves in Sask next week. Player of the game, Medlock. As most of the others were half asleep. Regards, Steve. There's a vote for Justin Medlock, who is 7-for-7 to start the season this season on field goal tries, including a 53-yarder tonight. He's money. Your thoughts on the game, your thoughts on the Tiger Cats being in last place in the East just four weeks in. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We're live until midnight tonight. Phil He's on the line. Phil, good evening. Well, hi, Rick. How are you doing? Good, you? Oh, pretty good. Um, you know, I think you, you hit the nail on the head there um, earlier. Uh, we basically, when it comes down to it, we got beat by a four-string quarterback. I yeah. Mean, that's, uh, that's embarrassing. Who I thought played pretty well tonight. He, he played really good. I mean, you're looking at it, and you, you would think our guy was the four-stringer and their guy was the first-stringer. But, uh, you know, just a couple of things there. Um, you know, the Banks running that 110 yards. Reminded me, I, I went to the Grey Cup there, um, and uh, when Banks ran that one back and mm-hmm. got the penalty, and still think about that, and uh, it's like replay again. Um, but you know, I, I'm looking at this, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm thinking with the D and, and number 28. Can you please tell me what exactly does he do out there? Um, Craig Butler, I, I, number 28. What does he do? Yeah. I, I've yet to see him on a blitz get to the quarterback. Um, to me, I mean, the long passes, he's out of position, getting beat. Um, quite frankly, you know what? I've, 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 you know, a couple of games here or there where he's played okay, but not impressed. Uh, you know what? I'm in agreement with you. Craig Butler, I thought, especially coming from Saskatchewan as a free agent, he had a phenomenal year with the Riders a couple of years ago in a linebacking role, but he's been underwhelming at safety for the Ticats. He, he just seems to, you know, either, I don't know whether he's lost a step or whatever, but he's definitely not the same guy that I saw playing in Saskatchewan. No. He's yep. definitely not the same guy that I saw beat us in the Great Cup when we got pummeled. Um, yeah, the other thing there, uh, Grigsby, I, you know what, I, I think that's a mistake. Um, I know Holly played okay today, but I think we need Nick. And, uh, you know, I go back to, I think, was it the final there, the, the playoff final of Montreal? We needed two, uh, two, fir- two first downs to basically, uh, uh, you know, end the game, and he got it for us. Uh, he's a gamer. I, I, I don't understand that one. C. 
CJ, I like him, but man, oh man, I don't know. Injury prone, um, I, I don't know. Um, and, and, and you know, you're not going to get anywhere without a running game. As simple as that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I could see what you know Kent's trying to do out there, but you need that running game. And it seems every every team in the in the league's got a you know bona fide running back except us. Um, you know, hopefully CJ comes back. Um, but again, I, I don't know. I'm not injury prone. Boy, oh boy, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I will say, well, you're talking about the player of the game, and that ain't one guy who uh, wasn't mentioned today. And I'll say, I, I think the bearded one did quite well today. Hugh O'Neill, bearded one there, our punter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I kind of was a little surprised when Edmonton released him, but uh, I think he did well, so he'll get my vote as the the player um, for Hamilton. They, well, Montreal will be the, the, their quarterback. I think he. I mean, he admitted, but he played very, very well, better than our quarterback. And, he was good. Phil, and, appreciate the call. Okay, thank you, Rick. All right, 905-645-3221. Not sure why I'm singing that, but 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Or all over Twitter at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. More of your calls, tweets, emails, your player of the game votes. We'll name our fifth quarter fan of the night. Well, all is said and done just before midnight tonight. The fifth quarter, brought to you by Wizens Law, continues on AM 900 CHML. Fifth quarter continues on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here, taking your calls at 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell phone. Your thoughts on the Tiger Cats' performance tonight? On Hamilton being in last place in the East Division at one and two, four weeks into this season. What'd you think of the offense tonight? Meh. What'd you think of the defense? Yeah, thumbs up there. Special teams, passing grade for the most part. Coming off the bye, yeah. Too many penalties, sloppy play, especially in the first part of the ball game, not getting into a rhythm. Just not having that it factor tonight. Tweet from Wally at Rick Samprin. Ugly game that the Ticats deserve to lose, but still could have won. This loss is easier to digest than the Calgary one. Well, there's no doubt about that. That Calgary loss was a real downer. The way Hamilton played, especially defensively, and on special teams in that ball game with Brandon Banks, and leading the whole game right up until that last second field goal by Rob Maver or Rene Paradis. That was disheveling. Corey on Twitter at Rick Samprin fans got to realize we're only one and two. It's the beginning of the season. People need to calm down. I'm not suggesting people start to panic, nor do I recommend that. Yeah, it's. Very early on in the season, this this team was what one and four, one and five last year, and made the Grey Cup. Similar start to the season a couple of years ago, and made the Grey Cup. I mean, there's a lot of football. There's a ton of football to play. But these are the types of games. These are the types of teams that this Ticats team has to beat. If you want to clinch a playoff spot. With, you know, a few weeks to go in the season. Nobody wants to clinch at the end of the year. Yeah, it's exciting for the fans. Yeah, it probably sells a few more tickets here and there. But man, wouldn't it be nice if we could clinch in in week 15, 16, 17, somewhere in that range? Have some breathing room? 
Scott on Twitter sending a couple of tweets. Number one, my player of the game is Ray Hawley. Ray's got a few votes piling in. Also writes, the Ticats offense, awful. 80 needs to hold on to the ball. Still early. A defense played great. Go, Cats, go. Uh, 80 is in reference to Terrence Tolliver, who had the fumble at the end of the game. You have to hold on to the ball in that instance. End of the ball game, or what was it, 40 seconds or so left? You're in striking distance of Montreal's end zone. Make the catch. If you're going to get tackled, hold on to the football. That was not the case for Terrence Tolliver. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. I voted for Rakeem Cato tonight for player of the game. Who do you got? We have votes in for Cato. Brandon Banks, Ray Hawley, Fred Stamps, the defense or the defensive line. Justin Medlock is a vote. Punter Hugh O'Neill, the bearded one, has a note as well. Who do you got? 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. The email, rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at am900chml and at Rick Samprin. Paul on Twitter, at Rick Samprin. Where was the offense tonight? D played a good game, but uh, they bend but did not break. You just summed that up. Go Cats. Thanks to Paul for that tweet. Yeah, the offense was, they were a mystery tonight. Not sure what was happening with the offense, whether it was the bye week, whether it was what Montreal was doing defensively, whether it was just them, the Ticats, not executing. Michael on Twitter. Banks is electric every time he touches the ball. He needs to be out with the offense. He is from time to time. They haven't been throwing to him a lot, mostly in the end arounds and pitch outs. But when he gets into open space, wow, look out. There may not be a more dangerous player in the Canadian Football League tonight. We're live until midnight tonight. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Who's your player of the game? What do you think about this Ticats performance tonight? Dave's on the line. Dave, good evening. Hello? Hi, Dave. How are you? Hi, how are you doing? Good, thanks for calling in. Listen, you know who my player of the game is? Who do you got? Pete (laughs) Dykowski. Why do you say Pete Dykowski? How can you be called three times for um, uh, illegal procedure? Well, it was actually four. What's that? It was actually four. Oh my God! This is the this is Canada's smartest man. He had the golden sombrero tonight. Oh my God! I mean, <laughs> uh, these guys. I can't believe how any of them, in good faith, will uh, be able to cash a paycheck after this game because <laughs> it was a total non-effort. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't. I, I I just can't see. There was no passes downfield. I mean, they should beat that team blindfolded. You're playing against a fourth-string quarterback, a rookie quarterback, and they, they show no no integrity. I, I, I mean, I think this is a good team, the Ticats. I really do. But, sure. You know, at some point, you know, you got to exert yourself. And tonight there was just nothing out there, nothing at all. And, you know, if 
you know, if, I mean, I love Bakari Grant. I think he's a great receiver, and he, you know, he works really hard. But why extend your arms to somebody's back? Like, if you're going to bump him from the back, bump him from the back, but don't extend your arms across his back. I mean, you're just asking the referee to give you a call. I, I, I just don't get it. I don't get what these guys are thinking sometimes. It comes to a point where you scratch your head and you think to yourself, shouldn't it be lesson learned by by now, especially given what happened in the Grey Cup? I would think so. I mean, listen, I've listened to games for years, and, you know, some at some point the football gods have to smile on us, but it's been a it's a, it's a real uphill, uphill grind with these guys. So I don't know what it is. I mean, even Caleros, I mean, I thought he played a mediocre team tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he got he got dinged at the end there, but, um, you know, I, you got to show more force and ram the ball down these guys' throats. They're a better team than that. They're a better team than Montreal, for sure. I agree. Dave, thanks for the call. All right. Bye. You can chime in with your thoughts. Are they similar to Dave's? Are you suggesting a lackluster performance? Do you want to see more out of this team? Do you think that the Tiger Cats should have cleaned the Alouettes' clocks tonight? That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought the Cats coming off the bye, great effort against Winnipeg. They'll continue to steamroll. They're facing a quarterback who... Really has had his ups and downs in two games. Great game against Calgary. Bad game against Winnipeg with a couple of key turnovers. I thought that I thought that would continue. But no. Ticats came in, lose 17-13, now last in the CFL's East Division with a record of 1-2. and two. Alex is on the line. Alex, how are you? Much better. How are you doing tonight? I'm all right. Good. Um, I think a lot of people are calling in and really ripping Kalaros. And I, I understand he didn't play that well tonight. But there's a lot of times where, I mean, that pocket really collapses really quick. Yeah, he didn't have a lot of help either. You're right. Yeah, and I mean, and Montreal, you got to give those guys credit. They played a good game tonight. Uh, they have coverage downfield, obviously. And that sack where I forget who sacked him. I think it was a defensive end, came off the end. And uh, he, he was on the ground. He gets back up. He still makes the sack. And I think that's good coverage. you got to look at Montreal, and they played a hell of a game tonight. I mean, Fred Stamps. Fred Stamps is my player of the game. And I mean, he comes in from Edmonton. Montreal knows what he's get, what, what they're getting with the guy. And that, that touchdown, I mean, he has two Tiger Cats all over him. And he, that's vintage Fred Stamps. You know, Chris Schultz said it best tonight. Um, vintage Fred Stamps from Edmonton. So, you, had I mean, a good... you know, uh, Hamilton... Didn't play that well tonight. I'll say that, but I mean, you give those guys in Montreal some credit tonight. They uh, they came out and, and played a good game against uh, a Hamilton team that really needs to uh, regroup for next week. You know, Saskatchewan's zero three. Yeah, and I think we're all hoping that Saskatchewan wins this week, so they're not really irate next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alex, I mean, thanks for the call. Yeah, no problem. Have a good night. You too. Nine zero five six four five three two two one star nine nine hundred. On your smartphone. Stamps didn't get into the end zone tonight. Was close. Made that great catch down on the Tiger Cats one-yard line. One of his seven receptions on the night. And um, three plays after that, the Alouettes still weren't in the end zone because the Ticats D-line made that phenomenal goal line stand. Stopping Cato and then Brandon Bridge twice on the goal line. We'll have some game stats 
Coming at you in a few minutes, we'll also have more tallies for our Player of the Game nominees. Remember, you can vote for an Alouette, if you wish, or a Tiger Cat. Totally up to you. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Steve tweets, at Rick Samprin, Tiger Cats never showed up on O. D was stellar. Player of the Game, Fred Stamps. Freddie Stamps making a late charge here. Oski Eddie at Rick Samprin, you get player of the game. You let me down with your prediction, 39-18. Yeah, that was my prediction. You failed me, Rick. You failed me. I did, Oski Eddie. Failed you royally. Don't know what I was thinking. Scott, again, on Twitter. The offense sputtered. The defense shut the door when they had to. Season still early. Player of the game, Ray Hawley. Another vote for Ray Hawley. He's getting some love tonight. Had a pretty good game. We'll reveal his stats in a few minutes. Jason on Twitter. Justin Medlock, player of the game, hands down. Hashtag Nation. Jamie on Twitter as well, at Rick Samper. Not too worried. It's only week four. Still lots of time left. Oh, there's a boatload of time. There's, what, 15 more games to play? A lot of time. But, you know, these are the types of games. When we look back on the season... Now, last year, the Ticats were, what, 9-9. Nine and nine. They won the division with a 500 record. You could look back at so many games and say, you know what? They should have won that game. They should have won this game and that game. And I mean, you can do that for every season. Tonight was one of those games. Tonight was one of those games for the Cats coming off the bye as well as they played in Winnipeg. Should have... Should have been 2-1 and one after this ballgame. They could easily, really, they could easily be 3-0. and oh. But That's why you play. That's why we watch. That's why we listen. That's why we're fans. Because we don't know what's going to happen. It is the ultimate reality television. More of your calls, tweets, emails, and your player of the game suggestions. We'll also name our fifth quarter fan of the night when we wrap up in half an hour's time. You have time to chime in with your thoughts at 905-645-3221. The fifth quarter brought to you by Wisdom's Law continues on AM 900 CHML. There's a few things gnawing at me, probably gnawing at you. One, the loss. Two, the penalties. Three, eh, the lackluster offensive performance. Maybe not in that order, but certainly those are... The top three that um, I'm just trying to get my head around. Now, penalties, not so much, because that, you know, we're going to see that for the bulk of the year, if not maybe the whole year, unfortunately. You can chime in with your thoughts on tonight's ball game. The fact that the Cats are in last in the East, which isn't a biggie because we're only three games in. Your player of the game nominee, we have. Votes for Rakeem Cato, Hugh O'Neill, Peter Dykowski, Brandon Banks, Ray Hawley, Fred Stamps, the defense, or D-line, and Justin Medlock. We'll also name our fifth quarter fan of the night when we are done at midnight. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Corey on email, bad offense. Great D, only 1 and 2 and not 0 and 3. And Oski, again, can't blame Zach. O is one-dimensional, which is very true. 
That's why I don't really blame or cast dispersions against a guy like Ray Hawley. Now, he's given the ball six times. How many yards do you want him to rush for? He's not going to get a lot. Bruce as well, the last place status shouldn't be given too much credence given the bye week. And no, it shouldn't. It is a factor, though. I didn't I didn't think four weeks in or three games in, uh, the Cats would be in last. Even given the road-heavy schedule to start the season, I thought they were more than good enough to not be in last place after the first three games of the year. Brad on Twitter, it looked like every time Hamilton got momentum that Montreal was able to squelch it, the Ticats execute better, they win. Yeah, no, that's a fair statement. If their offense played better, sure, they, they could have easily won that ballgame. If they didn't fumble at the end, obviously that's a factor. If they didn't turn over the ball as many times as they did tonight, certainly a factor as well. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Who's your player of the game? Will you be named the fifth quarter fan of the night tonight? What do you think about this Ticats performance this evening? Ernie is on the phone. Ernie, hello. Yeah, hi, how you doing? I'm all right, you? Uh, not bad. Uh, I tuned in a little bit late. Sadly, That's okay. But uh, it was tough to watch the last little bit. Uh, yeah. Long time Ticats fan. Um, I'm going back probably 50 years and... Uh, I don't think we should <clears throat> bite the bullet yet, but uh, yeah, it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because, uh, well, I'm not going to pick on the Pan Am games. I won't do that. I mean, it's tough having some road games, but uh, I, I, I think it's going to come around. It's going to come around, and uh, when it comes right down to it, me, I'm a fan, and uh, forget the Blue Jays, forget the Toronto Maple Leafs, forget Montreal, whatever. It, it, it's CFL, mm-hmm. and that's important. So uh, I hope there's a lot of people get on board and uh, follow uh, and cheer for the Cats. Sounds good. Ernie, do you have a player of the game tonight? Um, like I said, I came in late, but by the sounds of it, this kicker, he's something else. Justin Medlock, yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, gosh, we're going to need this guy down the road for sure. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> If the offense continues like this, that is a definite for sure. And the thing about the running game, well, okay, let's Let's look at the let's look at the injuries. I mean, you know, it, it it's tough. It is tough. And basically, they do they do the run and gun. I mean, that's kind of what they do. And people are figuring it out. So yeah, it might be time for uh, a little bit more on the ground. I hear you. Thanks for the call, Ernie. Take care. You can join the conversation at nine zero five six four five three two two one star nine nine hundred. On your cell phone, you can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, lots of action on Twitter tonight, at am900chml or at Rick Samprin. Paul on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, if Tolliver didn't fumble, do you think the Cats would have scored the game-winning TD? I can't say yes or no for sure, obviously, because we don't know. But the way they were driving, it looked encouraging. It looked like the Ticats were going to get it into the end zone, or at least close. They were close. Tolliver fumbles, and that's the ball game. Very discouraging. After Tolliver made that catch, I thought, wow, these guys are in business. He just had a, a big catch, makes another one. 
and loses the football. Alex on Twitter, in response to a tweet that Brad had sent out, Brad said, It looked like every time Hamilton got momentum, that Montreal was able to squelch it. If the Ticats execute better, they win. Alex retorted with, That has nothing to do with momentum, though. Well, if you have momentum, I think that means you're playing well. And I think we're talking about offense. It means you're playing well on offense. You're, you're getting yards. You're keeping your defense off the field, the opposition's defense on the field, and quite possibly scoring points at the same time. I think they all kind of go hand in hand. Player of the Game votes still up for grabs. You can chime in with your vote, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. Email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter at Rick Samprin or at am900chml. We'll also name our fifth quarter fan of the night in about, oh, 20 minutes time or maybe a little less than that. There are two Montreal Alouettes who have received votes for player of the game. Rakeem Cato, he got my nod tonight. Fred Stamps being the other one. Yeah, he, he had a dazzling ball game tonight. Maybe not dazzling, but he was rock solid. Had an amazing catch early on in the ball game. Was a pretty much money for Rakeem Cato all night long. Let's let's look at the statistics tonight. We'll start with the Alouettes, and again. You can still call in with your suggestions for player of the game or your thoughts on the game as we go through these stats. Rakeem Kato was 23 of 34, pretty economical, 264 yards. He had a touchdown toss as well to S.J. Green. Kato was also Montreal's leading rusher, four carries for 30 yards. And that's saying a lot because coming into the ballgame, Terrell Sutton was the league's leading rusher. Carried the ball 50 times for 278 yards coming into this game. Averaging 5.6 yards per carry. Had three touchdowns. Also led the CFL. Terrell Sutton tonight. And this might boost the player of the game vote for the Ticats D-line. Terrell Sutton tonight. The CFL's leading rusher. Six carries. Two yards. That's an average of .3, and his long on the night was 10 yards. So he had one 10-yard run. The rest, loss, 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 loss. Ineffective tonight. Receiving-wise, this is where the Alouettes did some damage. Fred Stamps, seven receptions for 119 yards. S.J. Green, five catches for 56 in that Great touchdown in the end zone. Highlight reel grab in front of, I think it was Stewart and Daly. Uh, Nick Lewis, five catches, 53 yards. Those three guys right there, Stamps, Green, Lewis, big, big targets. Veteran receivers, they've played well in big games. Green and Lewis with Grey Cup rings. Stamps hoping that this is his ticket to a Grey Cup championship. Uh, Terrell Sutton, I should mention, had uh, three catches for 14 yards, but really ineffective on the ground. Defensively for Montreal, Jonathan Hefney was the leading tackler for the Alouettes. Seven tackles, also had 
an interception as well. Chip Cox also had a pick and six defensive tackles. Kyler Ellsworth had six tackles as well and a sack. There were two other sacks by the Owls tonight. Gabriel Napton had one to go along with his four defensive takedowns. John Bowman with a sack and uh, a defensive tackle as well. Boris Beattie, three for three on field goals. He punted the ball fairly well as well tonight. So those are your Montreal Alouettes statistics. For Hamilton, Zach Caleros, 27 for 42. Threw the ball 42 times tonight for 296 yards. He had a touchdown and three interceptions. That you simply can't have. Got knocked around in that one instance, had to leave the game. They were checking out his his neck. Did return to the ball game, but really did not look as sharp as he did against Winnipeg or against Calgary. Jeff Matthews did come in. He was one for two for seven yards. Ray Hawley had six carries for 47 yards tonight. That's an average of 7.8. So going on that trending, man, give the guy the ball a little bit more. Caleras, four carries, 23 yards. Sinkfield, two for 13. Matthews, two for two. And Michael Ford, one for two. Through the air, Terrence Tolliver had seven catches for 106 yards. Bakari Grant, five for 68. Fantuz, five for 48. Dandy Andy was much quieter tonight compared to his first two games, in which he compiled 17 catches over the first two games for the Ticats. Taekwon Underwood, four receptions for 36 yards. Ray Hawley, five for 35. Banks, one for five. And Sinfield, one for five. Defensively, Manuel Davis had six defensive tackles. Eric Harris and Taylor Reed, the two linebackers for Hamilton, with five each. Hickman had four tackles and a bunch of guys with three, including Simone Lawrence, Sam Scott, Craig Butler, and Brandon Stewart. And uh, special teams-wise, Justin Medlock, two for two tonight. He's now seven for seven on the year. And punter Hugh O'Neill, who's got uh, a vote tonight for player of the game, was uh, was pretty good punting the football again tonight. At the end of the day, another loss at Percival Molson Stadium. The Cats have not won at that stadium since 2002. They're in last place after the first three weeks of their campaign. We're into week four of the CFL season. Coming off the bye, I expected a lot more. Expected a lot more out of this Ticats team, especially given the fact that they played very well in Winnipeg. They were the better team offensively. They were the better team defensively. They were the much better team on special teams against the Bombers. We saw maybe one facet tonight in which the Tiger Cats prevailed over Montreal. You can say that Hamilton's defense was really good. Montreal's defense was really good too when you consider they forced four turnovers. Offensively, I just think Montreal did a little bit more and special teams wise, probably a soft. Probably a soft on the special teams third facet of the game. All right, when we come back, some final thoughts. You have one last chance to get in your vote for player of the game. One last shot at becoming our fifth quarter fan of the night by calling 905-645-3221, star 9900 
on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at Rick Samprin or at am900chml. Fifth quarter continues on am900chml. Well, in a nutshell, a loss, too many penalties, a sputtering offense, and I think a somewhat frustrated fan base, given what happened just two short weeks ago in Winnipeg. Ticats going down to defeat, losing in Montreal, 17-13 in a defensive chess match? Question mark? It's more the offense is not really getting it in gear, at least when it really counted. Like the end of the game as Terrence Tolliver fumbles as the Ticats are charging for a game-winning touchdown. 905-645-3221. Call in with your final vote for player of the game, your final thoughts on this game. Again, 905-645-3221. On your cell at star 9900. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. Paul on Twitter, Go Cats, will be watching the Cats at Sask in Southampton, but we'll listen to the fifth quarter online. Oski Wee Wee. Thanks, Paul. We will gladly have you on board, whether it's online at 900chml.com, on the air, or on the CHML app. By the way, if you don't have the app, you can get it on a Google Play or iTunes We have several votes on the board for player of the game. We'll get to that in a matter of minutes. We have our fan of the night who we have selected. We'll hear back to what the fan of the night had to say. Let's pass along some team stats in terms of how the teams overall did statistically. Time of possession, almost even Stephen. Hamilton had the football for 30 minutes and 36 seconds to Montreal's 29-14, so pretty darn close. Turnovers, the Montreal Alouettes won that battle 4-1, yet they only scored three points off those four turnovers. Hamilton did not have any points on their turnover. Total yards in favor of Hamilton, 381 to Montreal's 319. First downs, Tiger Cats won that category as well. 23 first downs, 11 via the pass, Seven on the ground, five by penalty. A Montreal at 18 first downs, 12 through the air, six on the ground, as in uh, rushing first downs. Penalties. Let's get to penalties. Oh, my. Ticats coming into the ballgame tonight with the least penalized team in the CFL. After two games, because remember, they had the bye week last week. After two games... They took 31 penalties, so that's an average of 15 and a half penalties per game. Well, tonight they bested that. 17 penalties for 112 yards. Ouch. That's more than a football field. Two yards more than a football field. Montreal, not quite as bad as Hamilton, but... Pretty disheveling if you're an Alouettes fan as well. 13 infractions for 100 yards, so almost a full field. 13 calls. It seemed like every, I don't know, third play or fourth play, 
and it happened sometimes back to back to back, that there was a penalty flag. It really disrupted the flow of the play. If you're in a lot of the new rules, and, and, and a lot of these penalties weren't because of the new rules, but a lot of the new rules that they brought in, you know, with the extra point from the 32, going for a two-point convert a little closer to the end zone, you know, the pass interference, the whole up-tempo offense, which I thought we'd see a lot more of in the early going in this season. It really hasn't translated, at least in this ballgame, into a lot more excitement. I mean, really, 17-13? Picture an American in, I don't know, Florida, Oklahoma, Alabama, Nebraska, California, whatever, watching this football game, thinking, I thought the CFL was this high-octane, almost arena football league type of game. 17-13? Like the NFL. Then again, the NFL is almost like the CFL now. A lot of games are... 42-36. 42-36. I mean, you're not going to get those kind of crazy scores, but you know what I mean. High-scoring games. Not tonight, not with the Ticats and Alouettes. The defense really ruling the roost tonight at Percival Molson Stadium. All right, let's get to our fan of the game, or fifth-quarter fan of the night before we get to our player of the game. And uh, we go back to uh, a couple of callers ago, and our fifth-quarter fan of the night is Dave. Hi, how are you doing? Good, thanks for calling in. Listen, you know who my player of the game is? Who do you got? Pete Dykowski. <laughs> Why do you say Pete Dykowski? How can you be called three times for um, uh, illegal procedure? Well, it was like, actually I mean, four. What's that? It was actually four. Oh, my God. This is the this is Canada's smartest man? He had the golden sombrero tonight. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, these guys, I can't believe how any of them in good faith will uh, be able to cash a paycheck after this game because (laughs) it was a total non-effort. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I can't, I I, I just can't see. There was no passes downfield. I mean, they should beat that team blindfolded. You're playing against a fourth-string quarterback, a rookie quarterback, and they, they show no... No integrity. I, I, I mean, I think this is a good team, the Ticats. I really do. But, sure. You know, at some point, you know, you got to exert yourself. And tonight, there was just nothing out there, nothing at all. And you know, if you know, if I mean, I love Bakari Grant. I think he's a great receiver, and he, you know, he works really hard. But why extend your arms to somebody's back? Like, if you're going to bump him from the back, bump him from the back, but don't extend your arms across his back. I mean, you're just asking the referee to give you a call. I, I just don't get it. I don't get what these guys are thinking sometimes. It comes to a point where you scratch your head and you think to yourself, shouldn't it be lesson learned by by now, especially given what happened in the Grey Cup? I would think so. I mean, listen, I've listened to games for years, and, you know, some at some point the football gods have to smile on us, but it's been a... It's a, it's a real uphill, uphill grind with these guys. I don't know what it is. I mean, even Caleros. I mean, I thought he played a mediocre team tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he got he got dinged at the end there, but um, you know, I, you got to show more force and ram the ball down these guys' throats. They're a better team than that. They're a better team than Montreal for sure. I agree, Dave. Thanks for the call. Dave, our fan of the night here on the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML with some good points on that phone call. Our player of the game tabulated the votes. 
In third place, Justin Medlock. No, actually, Justin Medlock was in second place. Fred Stamps was in third place. So Stamps in third place, Justin Medlock in second. Our fan of the game chosen by you, the fans, here in the fifth quarter, Ray Hawley. Ticats running back Ray Hawley, who scored his first CFL touchdown tonight, is our player of the game. Six rushes for 47 yards. And he had five receptions for 35 yards and a touchdown. They're now calling the Zach Caleros uh, pitch to Ray Hawley a shovel pass. So Ray Hawley with a receiving touchdown as opposed to a rushing touchdown. And Caleros pads his stats a bit. A fair pick? We'll go with it. I thought it would have been Rakeem Cato. I thought he did, did enough to earn player of the game honors. Our uh, technical producer, um, Luke Vermeer, picked... Uh, S.J. Green, what a fine night tonight as well. Five receptions, 56 yards, a touchdown, a key player on that uh, touchdown scoring drive. Akato, 23, 34, 264 yards, a TD, four carries, 30 yards. My player of the game, but hey, I don't choose the player of the game. The fans do. Ray Hawley, Ticats running back, the player of the game. The question is, is he going to be on the field next week? Will C.J. Gable be back when the Tiger Cats take on the Rough Riders in Saskatchewan in week number five. It'll be the final game of week number five, Sunday, July 26th. Gable might be back. Luke Tasker might be back. Other players, other key players, Rico Murray potentially could return. This Ticats team has to play much better, though, if they want to get back into the win column. And let's just hope for the Ticats' sake, that Saskatchewan beats BC tomorrow night because an 0-4 Saskatchewan team at home? I don't think anyone wants to see that. Hey, thanks to all our callers, emailers, our tweeters tonight. Thumbs up to Luke as well. Our next uh, fifth quarter is on July 26th when the Cats visit Regina. Thanks for listening to the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML.